Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I break down Monday Night Raw coming off the heels of Extreme Rules and welcome the voice of Evolve Wrestling to talk about the 10th anniversary special. WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar will defend his title against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam after Rollins won the number one contender's Battle Royal on Raw. But was he the right choice for the biggest show of the summer? Speaking of Seth Rollins, the on-screen pairing of him and Becky Lynch seems to be coming to an end as Becky now has her opponent for SummerSlam. We'll tell you why Becky Lynch versus Natalia has us excited. Plus, the voice of Evolve Wrestling and friend of the show, Lenny Leonard, joins us to reflect on their 10th anniversary show from Saturday and look ahead to the future of the company. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. This was the chance, I guess, to go into another direction, but we're going to get that rematch, and I guess it's right. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I know that they don't automatically give you the rematch anymore, but I think it's fitting that Seth Rollins does get that opportunity, and Seth Rollins, Mark, is going to get that opportunity at SummerSlam. It was funny how you said you don't always get that rematch. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, did you did you did you want a rematch, or did you not want the rematch? I got to be honest, I did not. Oh. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I just didn't. I saw a lot of potential in that ring in that battle royal and you look at like what direction they could go into, especially with Brock Lesnar. And I got to be honest with you, Mark, and you and I have had discussions over the last few months about Seth Rollins coming out of WrestleMania 35. And I wasn't big on Seth. I thought he was missing something. And then I started to see what I thought was missing from Seth. And I really started to get on board with Seth being your universal champion and I got to be honest with you, and probably a lot of the nation's going to disagree with me. The whole Becky Seth relationship just didn't work for me, and I actually really? thought his stock dropped. And I was looking forward to new challenges and new direction. And who knows? Maybe coming out of SummerSlam, Seth Rollins is going to be your Universal Champion again. Well, I mean, that's where we differ. I, I thought that it was good. I thought that a, a edge was put on him. He he was more aggressive, uh, especially when they were trying to find a referee. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did a gear change when um, Baron Corbin gave the end of days to Becky. Mm-hmm. He turned it up, and 
he was ready for Brock last night when uh, Brock came out at the end. He was poised to, he was waiting on Brock. And I wish that Brock would have slid into the ring, actually. And just as he slid into the ring, Seth was jumping to stomp his face in the ground again. And Brock pulled himself back out. And it, it, it gives, he's the same, in my opinion, his, his finish is a lot like Randy's. His finish is a lot like Steve Austin's. It's an equalizer. Yeah. And they should have really gave a little bit more attention to that. And he, and he said it in a, without, I mean, it wasn't a roundabout. He said it. I will face plant you into the mat again. And I, that's when I was hoping for Brock to grab the microphone from Paul and say, you know what? I found out a few things about you during this time that you were champion. And I'm not going to tell you what those things are. I'm going to show you what those things are at SummerSlam. And and Brock could have came across as he could shove the mic back to Paul and Paul could just drop the mic. And, and it, it would give Brock more because Brock really doesn't need more. Mm. He's Brock Lesnar, yeah, for Christ's sake. So it's up to Seth now to help Brock elevate his game so that they can meet and it means something more than just for the title. Even though the title is everything, but it's something about your manhood. You can't go to the ring and not people not look at you as like, oh, Yep, he's finna get swallowed whole by the whale. No, I, I mean, listen, if the whale gets ready to swallow that guy, he needs to think about the knife that's going to get stabbed into his tongue. And that's what Seth is able to do, but it's just not coming across yet. It is. It's coming. It's coming? I think it's coming. All right. I, I, I got full faith in, in, in Seth as being a champion and, and being a fighting champion. Um, every pay per view, almost every Monday night, uh, he was he was doing his job. He was going out there and entertaining the masses, and successfully, might I add. It's just that we're both sizes, Dave. Mm-hmm. You may not consider yourself to be one, but we both like Drew, grown as man, Drew McIntyre. We both like Braun Strowman. We both like Bobby Lashley. And we want to see these big guys clash with another big guy like Brock. But we got to wait for it. It's it's not going to happen because we want it. It's going to happen when it's time. And I get what you're saying. And you have a lot more faith in Seth as being the top guy than I do. And I love Seth Rollins. It's not a knock on Seth. But I thought he was missing something. And then the relationship with Becky and the match that I saw on Sunday, which was a phenomenal match. And I looked at that battle royal last night, Mark. And I got to be honest with you. There was at least four or five wrestlers in the, that were involved in that battle royal that I actually was like, wow, they could actually do so. This is somebody that I would be excited to see in the ring with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I, I got to be honest, Randy Orton the way he took control early in that matchup, the history that he has with Brock Lesnar, what Brock did to Randy at SummerSlam in Brooklyn just a few years ago, 
I wouldn't mind seeing Randy Orton back in the ring with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. The way that crowd reacted to Big E. Big E's a superstar. Wow. Now, he's coming. I, I, think about it. Like, you know, we saw Kofi break off. I mean, it's still the New Day. I mean, no matter what takes place, I, the New Day is always going to be the New Day. This is like the modern-day Four Horsemen. Every one of those members of that f- faction has gold. Big E's a superstar, man. He he. Who knows? At the end of the day, he could be the biggest superstar in that faction. Wow. And I'm not even just talking That's in name and lot, size. Right? I, I'm talking in stature. And you're right, Mark. That is saying a lot. I mean, Kofi, with, with Kofi going through what he went through at WrestleMania and this whole Kofi mania explosion, I would really look forward to seeing somebody top that. Yeah. <laughs> I really would. And Big E could be the guy that could top it. So then you have Big E and then Braun Strowman. You know, Braun Strowman's always on the cusp to get into that main event and be a part of something bigger. And they always kind of pull back from Braun Strowman, whether it's creative, whether it's Braun and, and being injured. Braun always seems to be right there and then doesn't take that next step. That could have been an opportunity for Braun Strowman to take that next step. I mean, what an amazing matchup we saw at Extreme Rules with Bobby Lashley. Wow. And you're right, Mark, you said about sizes. I mean, to me, Braun Strowman against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, you're going to tell me that doesn't sell itself? That, that It sells. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I would love to see that. And, um, you know, there was another thing in that match that I thought was very, very highly entertaining was Cesaro coming in mm-hmm. and giving everybody an uppercut, but he missed Big E in the corner. And then Big E was like, well, what? what threw his hands <laughs> up in there like, what about me? He, bah, he hit him with one, two. Man, it's like they did some exciting, exciting stuff. And I think that that's, that's what I took away from that whole match is the fact that there was never a lull. And a lot of times in Battle Royals, you see a lot of guys jockeying to throw the guy out. You see a lot of guys, um, you know, give somebody a finish and they crawl up the ropes and you titty-totter and try to not pull them out. There was none of that last night. It was all action. You think about it. Even when it went into the spins. And, of course, Rey Mysterio is easy to spin. And they cut it short. It was. It made sense. And then he hooked Big E up. And then there was. I mean, it was man. Just the whole match was one thing after the other, and one guy after another guy. And there was really no favorites other than the fact that Baron Corbin had screwed all the guys that were in the ring. Roman. Yeah. Um, who all was it? Was it Roman, Seth, and and Braun? Yeah. And I would have liked to seen him just throw himself out. <laughs> like, I don't want that smoke, to quote the Street Profits. I don't want that smoke. I would have loved to seen that. I thought it would have been a, a good humor point. But, you know, of course, seeing him, everybody get to him was good, too. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of star power in that battle royal. And like you said, there wasn't a lot of lulls because, honestly, it was quick. It wasn't a 20-man over-the-top battle royal. It was a 10-man battle royal for that Universal Championship match that we're going to see at SummerSlam in August in Toronto. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Damn good promo by Natalia last night. And who knew, Dave, all this time, Becky's luck was this horseshoe up her ass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they say it's good luck. I mean, maybe you want to wear it, you know, and actually want to have it in it. But you know what? Whatever works, works. And it certainly worked for Becky over the last year. But Natalia's got something to say about it. And this is going to be really interesting at SummerSlam. Becky She's Lynch. Going home. Yep, she that's that thank you Mark. You know, Becky Lynch has kind of been the darling of this women's division, but you're going Toronto, you go to Canada, Natalia, I mean, I'm wondering if the fans are going to be behind Natalia at SummerSlam in Toronto. I would think so because and I told you this a few months ago. Even before WrestleMania, somehow Becky is, is <clears throat> she sounds more arrogant to me now than she does the people's champion. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, it's, it's like like it's gone to her head. Hopefully, Natty will uh, enlighten the world that what she's seeing, what what she's, um, what I'm saying, and what what she thinks about her having a lucky streak. Well, I mean, Seth hasn't been lucky since he's been with Becky. I'll tell you that much. He lost his universal championship on Sunday. Wow. It's too soon, Dave. <laughs> too soon. I love Natalia. I, I never thought Natalia really got a fair shake with the emergence of the, the women's evolution and revolution, Mark. And she's a part of that. She's like part of the foundation of that. But yet she's kind of gotten overlooked. I am really glad that she's going to have what should be one of the main events at SummerSlam, that she's going to get this opportunity. And who knows, maybe at the end of the day, become your Raw Women's Champion. You know what? I think that Natty definitely has the opportunity to to beat her. Because one, she'll be home. She'll have the, she'll have the crowd on her side. But she knows her really well. They've had a lot of matches even before she became champion. So, I mean, that that always pays a big factor into it, like how familiar you are uh, with the person that you're going to compete against. And there's a lot of familiarity there. And, And, Mark, you said something that's really interesting when it comes to Becky Lynch right now. And that is that, You know, don't forget, even at the start of that feud with Charlotte, she was, you know, she was arrogant. And now she's really showing that more and more. So, you know, when you think of Natalia and the road that she's had to pave for herself and everything that's happened to her, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be behind Natalia in this matchup. And maybe, maybe the attitude of Becky Lynch needs to change a little as we get closer to SummerSlam in August? Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things, Dave. We got to see it happen. Um, But I want to see Natalia 
not try to go out and be a heel or go out and be a, uh, the baby face of Canada. She just needs to be herself. Yeah. If she can go out there and be herself and take Becky to task, then we might see a title change. All right, let's get back to the busted open nation. Let's go to Fanboy Fred in Virginia. Fanboy Fred, what's going on, buddy? Good morning, Busted Open Nation. Oh, my God. Happy belated birthday to you, David. Thank you. Happy uh, birthday to Alex. Mark, you may not be a top five wrestler, but to me, man, you're in the top five of radio personalities. Wow. Now that we got those, (laughs) now that we got them pleasantries out the way, I've been a wrestling fan since I was eight years old. And I have got to say, this summer has got to be the greatest summer of wrestling so far um with everything coming out all the new promotions coming out what wwe's been doing uh it's just uh it's it's a phenomenal time to be a wrestler and it also makes me think that come october november we're about to get some wrestling overload and we can have seven days of wrestling a week at one point that is just amazing especially like i said us wrestling fans there's no such thing as wrestling overload um natalia yesterday what a what what a promo! I think I've never seen her get this feisty uh, in a promo at all, and I am glad she didn't use the whole best of uh, uh, the whole Bret Hart. Yeah, Sorry, I'm fumbling I words. I, I'm just glad she didn't resort to that, and she actually came out with something hard against Becky Lynch. That was some edge cutting. That was some uh, cutting edge stuff right there, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, I'm glad I get to talk to you guys every day. You guys are awesome in the mornings. You guys get my day going. Thanks. Well, you got it, Fred. Thanks so much for the phone call. And I like what Fred said. It's like we started with today, Mark, about all the different organizations, all the different shows, especially once we get to the fall. And I think the thing I like the most, Mark, about everything is that everything's a little bit different. You know, you, you you look at NXT, NXT is much different than the main roster. You look at AEW, it's extremely different. You know, Ring of Honor, um, you know, the Evolve show that we saw on Saturday, New Japan with the G1. It's 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 options. MLW. Yeah, ML, MLW is doing amazing things on Saturday night, MLW Fusion. Like, but everything is a little bit different. It doesn't feel like you're watching the same show from from day to day, from night to night. And I think that's the biggest thing here in 2019. Well, first off, I like to say I love that energy that you brought to the table, brother. That was very, very good and refreshing. He was excited. And I, I love that. Also, uh, I, I, I like the fact that Natalia didn't go to um what her family is that she was just Natalia which is good enough and I'm looking forward to seeing her and Becky now uh that they had that confrontation yesterday because it gave them it gave that match life and we'll be able to see what's going to happen after that uh I know we're always jumping the gun to what's going to happen next but um I think it would be good to have some new blood. I mean, especially um, being that we, we've we've had a we've had a lot of Becky the last year and a half. And obviously, they've kept Charlotte away from Becky. We haven't seen Sasha Banks. We thought we were going to see Sasha Banks on Sunday at Extreme Rules. That did not happen. Um, and Bailey is your SmackDown Women's Champion. I think I think Becky right now needs somebody like Natalia. 
Listen, give all the credit in the world to Lacey Evans. In the ring, she she is nowhere near as good as somebody like Natalia. Can't expect her to be. She Natalia was born in this profession. But I think Becky right now needs somebody like Natalia. She has to step up her game. You're only going to step up your game with people that are as good as Natalia in the ring. So she's going to get that opportunity at SummerSlam. I, I definitely that she's going to get it. But where, where the hell is Oscar? She's in that team with Kari Sane, and Paige is the manager. It's like that. That to me, it's a waste. Did they, they have heat or something? Like what? Who did they piss off? Like seriously. Damn. And you're not even really seeing them on TV. So, uh, like, and 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 listen, I you know this, Mark. In all seriousness, I love Paige. Paige is fantastic. I just don't think it's a good fit for Asuka and Kari Sane. When you have talent like they are, especially Asuka, she should be a singles wrestler fighting for a championship. She should not be in a tag team right now. That's just my opinion. Uh, well, your opinion is my opinion. It's not just yours. I think there's a lot of fans out there that like to see Asuka come back, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for them to speak up. Her and Sasha, they need to just say, you know what? Stuff didn't go the way we wanted it to go. I took my ball and went home, and I think that they punished Oscar for it. Let's let bygones be bygones and come back and entertain the fan base the way that they both can. And hopefully the WWE will allow that to happen. I agree with you, Mark. Let's go out to Savon in New Jersey. Savon, what's going on? Well, look at that. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? Good. How you doing, man? Good. Very good. I'd like to take a sigh of relief because I I am a frustrated WWE fan. Um, I I really couldn't disagree with – I really hate to say it because I I have the most utmost respect for the both of you. I couldn't disagree with more both of you. Uh, The only reason why I say that is besides the Bray Wyatt thing last night, no, Seth – I really truly believe Seth – Brock Lesnar is the guy. Yes, he's a superstar. Seth Rollins is not a superstar. I, I feel like we're watching 2017 all over again. Uh, you know, you said Natalia. I- I'll just use her as an example. We got a, full, uh, a 25-minute women's match in the middle of Raw last night, and the time balance for the men's match, I mean, I just I don't know what I'm watching at this point. I'm so confused. I, I You know, I... I try to, you know, I try to be patient with it. I, I really do. Besides the Bray Wyatt thing, I, I thought Raw really, really was down the toilet again, and I hate to say that. And uh, listen, I, I, I disagree with you. I didn't think it was a bad Raw. I thought it was a good Raw last night. I really did. Now you mentioned the women's match being long. I would agree with that. It was long. I agree with that. Yeah, it went on a little too long, and it probably cut back on a lot of other matches that we would have liked to have seen. And and listen, Savan, you're you're a regular caller here on Busted Open. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now, as we're building towards SummerSlam and knowing that there's a new regime, be a little patient here. And, and again, I didn't think, and thanks for the phone call. Mark, I didn't think last night's show was bad. No, but last night's show was I think that Savan is is confusing the first half of the uh that match that went way too long mm-hmm. uh with the rest of the show because some people when they get a bad taste in their mouth pfft, 
it don't matter. You can have uh, unicorns and uh, Greek mythology characters make an appearance, and it won't be enough because yeah. you get that bad taste in your mouth, and that's all you taste for the rest of the show. Uh, I hope that's not what happened, uh, but I think it is. Uh, we talked about this before the show. I was not a fan of how long that match was. I think that the the only thing that we're talking about is the promo. Like you could have had an eight to twelve minute match and uh, a five minute promo, and gave that time could have went to something else. Yeah, I think that went a little bit. Actually, it went way too long. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. A big part of what we saw this past weekend was Evolve's 10th anniversary live on the WWE Network. And the man who is the voice of Evolve and the first person you saw on Saturday night when you tuned into the WWE Network joins us now here on Busted Open. And that is Lenny Leonard. Lenny, how are you, man? I'm good, Dave. Thanks for having me back on. And happy belated birthday to you. Happy birthday to Alex. I said to him earlier. Uh, when I when I checked in and Mark, your birthday was in June, so I don't know you one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a play by play guy. I do my your, I do my your research. time. Your time has passed. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you again. See ya. <laughs> and Lenny, good as my Lenny is definitely a friend of the show. He's been on the show many times, and I I have to say, and and I I sent out a tweet, and I was really proud of the fact of seeing you in the middle of that ring at the start of the show. And what was that like for you? You've put in a lot of years with Evolve as the voice of Evolve. And what was that moment like for you on Saturday when you're standing in the middle of the ring going live on the WWE Network? It was pretty surreal, for sure. You know, after almost 16 years of doing this, you know, I started doing indies in, in Florida with a good friend of Mark Henry's MVP. We, we go way back. Um, and then to get to Ring of Honor for five years and then the last 10 years plus with Dragon Gate and then Evolve has been uh, a crazy kind of ride, something I never thought uh, ever would have happened in a million years if you had uh, told me that that was a, a possibility. And it, But it didn't really hit me until we got to the building and I saw the WWE truck parked outside the 2300 arena. That's kind of when it really came came to ahead in my mind that you know this is really happening and it's uh it's an amazing moment and I'm, I'm honored that gave 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 me the opportunity to be the first person to to be out there and speaking it was a, it was a pretty special deal you know what that reminded me of it reminded me of a time i was in uh in louisville at ohio valley wrestling in 2000 and the wwe came to louisville and they got a bunch of us uh, I was there, Big Show was there, Brock and Shelton was there, Batista was there, Randy Orton was there. Was a, I mean, just a laundry list of guys that are that became really, really over in the business. And we all got to work matches, whether it be a dark match or, you know, just be involved in a match somehow, some way at the Louisville Garden. We came back 
to Davis Arena the next Wednesday, and Danny Davis called everybody together, and he said, guys, the only difference between you and those guys that you see on TV every week is the the company that they're working for, the production value. The talent is there. That is exactly what I saw. The talent is there. It's just a matter of production and uh, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, was and it's it, great. I'm sorry, got it. I apologize. What was it was it good for you to be able to see that up close and personal, to see your guys get the love and shine that they deserve? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I apologize for jumping in. It's exactly what you said. Like for me, don't let I, it happen I, again. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> no, no, he's I, serious. I, Why are you laughing? I, I, sorry. I, I did try to approach it all week as, you know what, it's just another show. It's a building I've worked in before. It's guys whose matches I've called before. It's still going to be, you know, Sal directing the show and calling the shots right next to me in the same seat he's always in. I didn't do anything to prepare any differently. I did the same research. Everything that I would normally do going into any other Evolve show, literally the only difference was the audience. The people not just at home watching, but the people obviously in Connecticut that were watching the only difference in mine. And it was so good to see all of these guys who work so hard and, and, and you understand what, what, it, what it takes to get to where you got Mark to, to see these guys get that chance in front of the biggest audience they're ever going to have a chance to perform in front of. It, it really felt good for me to be a part of it for them. That's my job is to make sure that, you know, these guys become millionaires. Right. And, and if I get to spend any small part in making that happen, and I've been lucky in my career to, get to call the early stages of so many uh, potential future superstars over the last 15 years, whether it's, you know, Kevin Owens or Cesaro or Seth Rollins or, or anything like that. I've been lucky, and, I, and, I, and I, I don't take it for granted at all. You know, Lenny, when you were out there on Saturday, did you give yourself a moment to kind of understand the significance of what was happening? You said as you drove in to the 2300 Arena on Saturday, seeing those WWE trucks outside, that's when it finally hit you. But did you understand the significance as you were doing your job on Saturday, or did you kind of just treat it like another day of work? I understood it before, like when it was announced. I understood it's an unprecedented opportunity. It's never been done before. The WWE does not promote brands that are not WWE. Granted, obviously, we have an affiliation with them. We have a connection through Gabe, Sapolsky, and NXT, and, and there's clearly a relationship. But it, it's still not a WWE brand. And for them to give an independent company that opportunity was not lost on me. Um the fact that, and I kind of tweeted about it before the show too, there have only been six other guys that have ever called a live special event on the WWE Network. Rich Bocchini, Jim Ross, Vic Joseph, Mara Ronaldo, Michael Cole, and Tom Phillips. That's it. And me. So that moment was not lost on me at all. But during the show, I tried to block all of that out and just kind of concentrate on the job that I needed to do, which was to tell stories get the viewers invested in guys that they were seeing for the first time in a lot of cases. And then when it was over, just that kind of cathartic release, like the weight of the world was just lifted off your shoulders. Um, it, it was pretty intense to kind of have that just, you, you're emotionally drained after it when it's done. And Mark, I guess you would probably equate it, you know, after a big match, you go out and 
you, you give everything you have for the amount of time you have for the bell to ring. And then when you're done, you sit down, that adrenaline kind of wears off, and then it kind of all just comes crashing down on you. Yeah, I, I remember during that meeting that Danny Davis called, um, Flash Flanagan had a unbelievable match at this show at the Louisville Garden, him and B.J. Payne. And Danny told Flash, he was like, hey, you know, for that was that was your dress for just dress rehearsal. Like they got to see what he said. I love you being here. I love you being with us and um, shining the way that you shine. He said, but I'd love to see them pick you up. And I think that the world got to see a few of those guys in that light. Um, the potential for them to be not just with uh, Evolve, but to uh, go to Japan, go to WWE, go to All In or, or AEW and in Impact and other places. Uh, every match you have is a, is a dress rehearsal. And I, I hope that the guys and girls on your show um, – realize that every match they have is a chance to, to, to go forward. And um, nobody ever will resent. And, and that goes for announcers and uh, tech people and lighting and crew. I mean, like, it's, it's a dress rehearsal to move forward. And uh, I think that that's something that um, everybody will get to see. I think that everybody should get that it was a dress rehearsal for, for them to move forward and work with guys that had already made the transition. Your main event, whew, that main event could have been a main event anywhere. Mm. I mean, it yeah. was special. Yeah, Adam Cole is, is an amazing talent, and I'm so happy to see him having the success that he has. I saw him when he was a 21-year-old kid. He, he didn't get on Evolve 1. He was asked to kind of come around, but he, he didn't get on that first show. And he kind of took that and used it as a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And then he came back and finally got to wrestle at Evolve 3 and had a few matches with us. And for one reason or another, his path took him you know, away from us and to Ring of Honor, where he really found uh, himself mm -hmm. as a performer and, and showed that he can be a top guy in this business. And, and I'm so happy that you know, William Regal and everybody saw that in him and he's got the opportunity that you know, he's having now in NXT. And Akira Tozawa is the guy who carried Dragon Gate USA, you know, as a workhorse on his back when he was here uh, before he went back to Japan and then got the opportunity to come back to America as part of, you know, WWE and 205 Live. And uh, he, he's such a special kid, and, and both of them just really just delivered in such a big way. And, and I can't say anything that hasn't been said about Johnny Gargano. I love, uh, I love that kid with uh, everything in my being. He's just an amazing human being. And a, uh, an even better performer, and it was great to have him, you know, there in the in the role that he had as well. And what I thought was great on Saturday is the way the show started with you in the ring, with the talents of the Evolve roster. And I thought I was like, wow, this is great, because obviously they're going to focus on you know the returning stars that were once at Evolve and are now part of the WWE, whether it's NXT or or other divisions of the WWE, but seeing those young stars that are part of the Evolve roster, I thought that was a great way to start the show. Yeah, Gabe is is very visual in a lot of the ways that he books. He's a huge fan of movies. 
Um, and, and he draws a lot of his inspiration after being with him for so long. I can see it in, in stuff that he sees and tries to translate that to, to wrestling and what he puts on the screen. And he's big on symbolism. There was no accident that Josh Briggs was the first person to step up and get the microphone. And it was no accident that Josh Briggs was the last evolved guy you saw at the end uh, when Austin Theory won the belt. There's no accident there. Like, he wants Josh Briggs to have that opportunity to make that impression so the people who may not have seen him before understand this is somebody you need to pay attention to. Yeah, and, and like I said, it was a great visual. What about for you, Lenny? I mean, you know, obviously a great opportunity for you. You've been doing this a long time, and, you know, having a new audience see you. I mean, what was that like for you? Is, you know, where would you rank Saturday as, as a moment in your career? Oh, yeah, it's so far, it's got to be number one. I mean, to to not just be only one of seven guys to, to call a live, a live event on the WD Network, the only one to ever do it solo. No color commentator, nobody by my side, nobody to help help carry the water for me. It was, it was two hours and 51 minutes of me and a microphone. And I loved every second of it. Um, it it's, it's, I don't know if, I don't know if you want to call it validation. My validation is when the boys and girls come back and they thank me for calling their match and for being the voice of their soundtrack. So that for me is the important thing, not getting the, the pats on the back on the internet and stuff like that. But just personally for me to know that I, I had the chance to sit in that seat I got one pitch to swing at. We got one pitch to swing at as a team, and we knocked it out of the park. So it, it's going to be pretty hard to beat that. Will you go back and watch it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've, been, I've been lucky to have a couple of chances to go down to the Performance Center and go to NXT tapings in Orlando at Full Sail mm-hmm. and spend a lot of time with Michael Cole and Tom Phillips and Morrow, who I've, I've known for a while. And, and really watch how they prepare and what they do. And I've tried to incorporate as much of that into what I do. And, and a big thing for, for Michael and them is to go back and study tape. And not just your tape. Look at other people's tapes. Find things that you can use. Find ways to critique yourself, make yourself better. So I've tried to incorporate as much of what I've been able to learn in the, in the few you know, amazing chances I've had to spend time down there with them. So, uh, yeah, definitely. At some point, it probably would be a little bit because – uh, unfortunately, you know, independent wrestling doesn't always pay the bills for everybody. So I had a, a real job to get back to first thing this morning. So, uh, probably sometime this weekend, I will or actually, yeah, probably this weekend, I'll get a chance to sit down and, and watch it back. But, uh, I'm excited. I, it felt good in the moment, but I'm sure once I watch it, I'll find some openings I could have been better on. What, what did you think about, uh, Paul Heyman being on the show after not being on in the arena for so long? It was a big deal, and I knew how big of a deal it was. It's the the first time he's been back in that building since ECW folded. Um, and for him to give us that moment, it was enormous. Even though I knew it was coming, it was still one of those things where I just kind of stood up and watched the whole segment with goosebumps, you know, running up and down my arm. He's, you know, the best in the world at what he does and has been for a, a very long time. And for him to – take his time out, which is now obviously with his new role going to be uh, very, very difficult to get time like that for him to take time from his weekend and, and come out and do that for Gabe and for, for the, the team. It was, it was pretty special. 
You know, you being the voice of Evolve since day one, you being a part of this company, you starting the show, you doing, like you said, the commentating all by yourself on Saturday. With the WWE's involvement with the company and with the WWE streaming this live on the WWE Network this past Saturday, was there ever a time you doubted that you might not be a part of this show? Um, it's always in the back of your mind. Um, but Gabe told me that you know his conversations with Triple H were always that they want an evolved show. They they want to put something different on. They can. There's enough WWE product on the network that if that's what people want to watch, it's there. They wanted an evolved show, which that means me now. Whether or not at the last minute they could have decided, you know what, we want somebody else to call it, or we want somebody with Lenny to come down there, it was still kind of up in the air until the very last minute. I would have been good either way. I wouldn't have taken it as a, a personal affront. I wouldn't have been insulted. I understand. They're, it's, a, it's a big chance that they're taking, putting an unknown quantity on their network. They're putting their name on our product. So it had to be at a certain level. So if they weren't 100% confident that I could deliver that, I, I wasn't going to take it personally. I would have just you know, rolled with it and gone out there and, and done what I do. But they showed the faith in Gabe, and Gabe put the faith in me to go out and deliver, and I, I hope I did that. That's, that was my next question. Did you, did you ever think about having somebody with you just for the occasion or uh, if you thought that it would be beneficial having uh, another voice? Well, we, we kind of have gone back and forth over the years, commentary-wise, where there have been periods where I was with someone else, but it was never anything kind of steady, and then it would go back to me being alone, uh, and then they would try and mix somebody back in. It was I kind of make the joke, it was like Flair with the title. Like They would try something different, and every time it didn't work, they would just go back to Flair. Yeah. Like Not, not putting myself in that category as an announcer, obviously, but just the, the kind of the comparison that we would try things, and every time it didn't seem to go the way they thought it was going to, it was like, well, you know what, Lenny, you can just do it by yourself, and we'll just go back to you. Um, and so I was good either way. Um, I thought if it was going to be anyone else, it would have been a WWE person. I don't think we would have tried to just shoehorn somebody in because you don't want to put on a show of this caliber and this importance without some chemistry in the booth. Now, most of the WWE folks I've kind of done some stuff with, I've gone into the studio at the PC. I've done stuff with Vic. I've done stuff with Tom. I've done, I, I used to call ring of honor with Nigel. Um, so if it was any of those guys or any of those guys, I would have been okay. And I, I think we would have found a, a group pretty quickly because they're all professionals, but my, my druthers, if somebody would have put a gun to my head, you need to pick, what do you want to do for this show? It would have been my choice to do it alone. And not you're in, because of you're the spotlight. You're interesting by yourself, though, especially being that you can, all, you can do uh, an antagonist, you can be a cheerleader, you can be informative. Like, there, there's a, a lot that you, that you did in that show. And thinking back now, um, one of the things that I thought was uh, very – telling was how you accentuated people that came to the ring. When, when you introduce somebody, you don't just introduce them. You also tell the backstory. So it's, it's hard for uh, one person to do that. And I just wanted to give you credit for it because, you know, I think it would be very difficult to play uh, double roles on commentary. I appreciate that. And, and that was one of the, the small differences from our normal Evolve shows because I knew it was such a new audience. I was going to have to give more information quickly 
because I didn't want to take away from the action by trying to give tidbits about guys while, you know, stuff is going on. So I knew I needed to use the entrances as much as possible for that. And credit for that, honestly, has to go to Tom Phillips because I reached out to him a day or two before the show, just kind of, hey, any last-minute words of advice? My one concern was balancing the fact that it was an entirely new audience being exposed to this product and they may not be familiar with guys. Um, so balancing the, the dissemination of that information with the calling of the action and not losing sight of the business of the match. So, hmm. you know, he told me, make sure you just, if you're going to do that, maximize your entrance, your entrances for that. But at the end of the day, just do what you do. Um, they, he did basically the same thing that I mentioned. Triple H said, these people are looking for, an alternative product. They don't want WWE. So call it the way you call it. But if that's the question you're asking about information, use it more on your entrances. And that was the one benefit I think to us of the WWE production help that we got is we had the ability to have that information given out during the entrances on our regular shows. We don't have that great sound mix that we were able to get this time. So the way my microphone runs into the sound, it goes through one of the cameras and the music kind of drowns me out and I end up having to scream. So I, I usually lay out on entrances, but this time I had the ability to kind of give that information and not have to squeeze it in during the action, which I think helped everybody. Uh, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny, do you, did you have any, did you have extensive conversations with triple H or was it kind of just filtered down to you? I've had three meetings in my life where I've met triple H and it's been, hi, how are you? Good to see you again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always very, always very, very nice, cordial. I mean, he, he he knows that I'm important to Gabe, so he at least showed me the respect to take a few minutes away from eating uh, at NXT one time to kind of talk to me for a couple minutes, which I, I appreciated because uh, he is the, the hardest working man in wrestling, and he's got a lot on his plate. And uh, any any time that I get to, to spend you know, even two minutes just uh, chatting with him was a, was a bonus for me. So, but yeah, my, most of my WWE interaction has usually been with, you know, with Tom and with Michael who have just been amazing. And, uh, the one thing I always took away from my time, the couple of times I've gone to NXT and sat with Michael and gorilla and talked with him, Michael gets a lot of internet flack about his announcing, but what he is asked to do is so different than oh, he and Tom, what they're asked to do is so different than what I'm asked to do. What Mara was asked to do with NXT, Raw and SmackDown are two- and three-hour infomercials for the WWE Network. They are pushing network subscriptions and selling product more than anything. They don't have the ability to do what me and Morrow do because it's not needed. Like, they, they're required to do something different, and there's nobody better at what they do than Michael and Tom. And I learned more about announcing psychology and speaking with them for 20 minutes than I did in the first 15 years I was doing this. They, wow. they really, really have a handle on what they're expected to do to kind of get the product over in the way that they're asked to do it. And they're, they're really, really good at it. Uh, last question for me, Lenny, and it absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks so much. And I'm so glad you were able to get the opportunity last Saturday. And if you missed it, it still lives on the WWE network. It's the evolved 10th anniversary show, you know, on the WWE network. But my question is, after such a significant show like we had this past Saturday, does this change anything for Evolve moving forward? And, and honestly, does it change anything for you moving forward? Uh, for the company, I think what it changes for the, for the athletes, for the guys and the girls, is I think it, it gives them the ability to sell themselves better on the independent scene. I think it's 
it's an opportunity for people to say, hey, I saw this guy. Maybe it gets them more work that they wouldn't have gotten before. Maybe it gets them, you know, a better rate than they were going to get before. I think it's nothing but a positive for them, for the company. I don't know what what's going to be down the line. Was this a one and done or is it the first of, of more to come? You know, those those conversations happen way above my pay grade. So I uh, all I can do is kind of take what comes as it comes and try to just do my best with what I'm what I'm given. And, and I think we did that in a big way on Saturday. And then for me, like I said, I've got a regular job. So I had to wake up this morning and uh, jump in the shower and drive to Tampa from from Clearwater and, and be a, an associate vice president at J.P. Morgan Chase today. So I got to I, I got to go and you know do what I do here. And then when it's time for Evolve in August, I'll be ready to go. Well, Lenny, I got to be honest with you, man. You know, I know this may sound biased because, you know, you're a friend and you're a friend of the show and I love your work. But, man, I'm so happy for you. And I thought you knocked it out of the park on Saturday. So when you go Damn back straight. and watch. Yeah. When you go. And this is Mark Henry telling you, a WWE All-Famer. When, when you go back and watch it on the network, I think you're going to be very proud of the job you did. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I did. I got a, I got a few texts while it was going on from uh, Steve Carino and just actually this morning, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, who is, by the way, I can't say enough about Tommaso Ciampa. He's been coming to the last few Evolve shows and really doing an amazing job behind the scenes to help us out, getting with the guys, helping to kind of agent their matches, you know, in a way that he was taught at the at the heels of, you know, Shawn Michaels and Triple H at the PC and giving that, passing that knowledge down to the guys and girls that, that we have has just been amazing. And, and he wrote me this morning and, and wanted to tell me what a great job he thought I did. And, and, and anytime I hear things like that, it, it means the world. Like Jeremy Borash, you know, from all the way from China, he's there doing the WWE tryouts in Shanghai. He took a minute to kind of reach out and, and, and say what a good job I did. So to hear that really, really does mean a lot. And it kind of validates, you know, what I've been doing for the last 15 years. So it, it means the world to me. I, I, I'm very I'm humbled for sure. Well, you could pass the word from me that uh, I, I I know a bunch of those guys and and I, I'm proud of the work I want I want to see personally I want to see some people uh, apply themselves more in the gym I want to see some of those big guys that eat a lot more protein <laughs> and and little guys like I mean I want to see people like develop over the next you know year or two so I can say wow like from the first time I saw him to now, I've seen this kind of improvement. Uh, that's what we look work for every day. We work for improvement. Everybody learns something every day. So don't let people get the big head. Tell them to keep working hard. No, I, I, I 100% agree, and Gabe is certainly on board with that. The first email they sent out after the weekend was to, you know, congratulations, enjoy it. But the work really starts now. This wasn't the end of anything. This was just the beginning. And now is the opportunity for you to, you know, work harder than you've ever worked in your life because who knows what's next and you need to be ready for it. So uh, I think that message has gotten across, but I think coming from a, a legit Hall of Famer, it's certainly going to carry a lot more weight, and I'll make sure I pass it on. All right, Lenny, thank you so much for the time. Lenny Leonard, the voice of Evolve Wrestling. And, Lenny, it was an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you. It's always mine, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, Mark. Lenny Leonard did one hell of a job on Saturday, Mark. Yes, he did. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.